All right, guys, welcome to episode 120 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy, Tyler. And I'm Over Castro. And this week, we talk about reservation dogs. We talk about werewolves within. Uh, Street Fighter Six had a closed beta. Uh, Werewolf by Night. The, un- <laughs> the, the underrated <laughs> gem that <laughs> is Silence of the Lambs. Um, Smile, which is not <laughs> not a masterpiece. <laughs> um, we talk about Overwatch 2 having a shaky start. Uh, we talk about Jordan Poole having shaky legs after Draymond Green uh, leapt across the gym to punch that man in the face. And lastly, we talk about Blade and, you know, maybe maybe things aren't looking so well for our Daywalker. Uh, mm-hmm. But first... All right, so let's start with uh, some things we've been watching or, or playing. So I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you. Well, actually, I'll start and just say, still playing Persona Five. Um, haven't mm-hmm. haven't gotten to any of the new like. I'm gonna say new content, which isn't fair because there's tons of new little things sprinkled in, but the whole little back section that's like entirely new, I haven't gotten to that yet. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have a whole lot to say about it other than like it's. I think it is. I, I, it's a better it's a better game than the like the original. Like I do think mm-hmm. this is like 
straight up the the best version of it um and I, I think that's not really all that debatable um the one thing i will say in in this is tough but it seems mm-hmm. much much easier like almost to a little bit of a detriment i guess like mm-hmm. I, I i know difficulties are it's not the golden ticket for everybody you know what i mean like some people yeah. don't want things to be super difficult and i'm probably more on the side of wanting things to be more difficult but i have it set to hard right now and i mean it is i'm just rolling through it and the other thing i will say that you know could be different is because i've already played it um i don't know how much better prepared i am you know what i mean like it could be that it's easier but there's also a couple things that i think i can see that make it easier um but could just be that i've you know, play through it once already, so I know some things to expect and look for, and it's that that is can account for all of the easiness. Um, but either way, uh, still really good. Haven't gotten to the new content yet. Um, I'll probably talk about it a little more whenever I actually finish everything. Um, also, playing through it a second time, I'm, I'm a little more on the lookout for like any sort of thematic or, or story elements. So definitely might have some nice. thoughts on it later. Nice. But, uh, but yeah, go ahead and start with some things you've been watching. Yeah, so I, I have a, a bunch of little things. Um, I don't know which ones I'll get into. Let me look. Um, I don't think I'll... I don't know which ones to start with. But, oh, I guess they're all pretty animal-themed now that I'm looking at yeah, them. Yeah, I legitimately um, was... Li- like, when I looked at it maybe a day ago, I was like, well, the two are... I think the last four are all spooky season related. It seems mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the yes, first I'll, one is uh is, is animal related, I guess. Animal related ish, but I'll start with that one. It's a uh, Reservation Dogs season two. Um, so I watched season one last year, and it's um the show from oh gosh, I think it's Sterling Hanjo, Hanjo something like that. Um, mm-hmm. or Sterling Hanjo and Taika Waititi, and it's about these uh, teenagers in a reservation in Oklahoma. And about them, you know, their day-to-day lives. And about, you know, them trying to find their, their place in the world. So it's like a coming-of-age series um, of, like, four teens just sort of working through through uh, tragedy in their life and through, like, hardships and sort of being stuck in this small town and, and, and sort of, you know, their lives and, and adults around them. And so season one was fantastic. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then season two, I think, um, it's just as good. Um, I think it's funny and it's heartfelt and it's thoughtful. Um, and there's some really great episodes in here. So I think if you like season one, check it out. If you haven't watched any of it, I think this is like one of the best shows on TV. And I think it's, it's not, it's not like laugh out loud funny. It's, but it is, it is funny and it's, it's definitely not a story that you're kind of seeing anywhere else. So it's definitely something that you won't get in any other show and the people that are in it and that look like in it, you know, they're, they're not, they don't make shows about them, right? So it's nice to see a show that has a refreshing, a refreshing angle that's different from anything else on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's on Hulu, and I believe it's 10 episodes, both season one and two have 10 episodes. Okay. So I think, yeah, I think that's, um, that's, the pretty easy to get through, each one's about a half hour. So it's kind of like Barry, you know, I was talking about Barry. Right being like um you know super easy to to like work through just because the episodes are so short it's like this um right right right. yeah and uh yeah and so that's reservation dogs season two okay and uh the next thing i have is uh werewolves within and this is like um 
it's a movie and it came out last year and it's like a it's like a whodunit right it's like a, you know and it's kind of like in the vein of something like bodies 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 which i talked about a couple weeks ago okay where it's like something happens and it's these people trapped in a in like a secluded short you know um sort of remote area and then all of a sudden you know somebody gets murdered and everybody thinks it's somebody else but they get the idea that one of them is a werewolf and then that's where people are like, no, you're the werewolf. No, no, that person's a werewolf. And like, oh my God, we could all be, you know what I'm saying? Like the, one of those, right? Mm-hmm. Um, except there isn't really like a, like, a, like a Knives Out or an Agatha Christie novel or, um, you know, uh, those kind of the, the detective, you know, Sherlock Holmes, there is no primary like detective figuring it out. It's all kind of like everybody's the same and everybody's trying to figure it out. Okay. Um, and it's, um, it's, it's, it's funny. It's, it's a good time. It's, you know, spooky. It's got some good jump scares. The cast is great. I think if you were to watch it, you'd be like, oh, it's that guy from that thing. Oh, it's that lady from that thing. It's a lot of, like, small comedic people mm-hmm. who you sort of recognize from a bunch of stuff. There's, like, people from other shows, from movies, but none of them are big, right? It's all like, oh, that dude. Oh, that girl. Like, one of the girls is the girl from the AT&T commercials. Yep. You know, okay. with LeBron. So, it's, like, the little things like oh, that. Sam Richardson. Amazing. Yeah, That's Sam Richardson. He's, yeah, he's uh, in everything with, well, not everything, but he's in a lot of Tim Anderson stuff. Yeah, yeah, and so if you saw it, you'd be like, "Oh, is that guy? Oh, yeah, I know, I know him, right?" Mm-hmm. So the whole cast is like that, and it's a nice, solid, uh, you know, who done it? Nothing crazy, nothing like oh, nothing like Knives Out, right? And is it's like an hour and a half, I think, an hour forty maybe. So it's, it flies by. It's just like a nice, good, like, "Hey guys, come over, let's watch a, a nice, spooky movie that isn't insanely violent, but also isn't like too dark, but isn't like a straight up comedy. It's like a nice mixture mm-hmm. of it." Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, uh, Werewolves Within, and then, um, do you want to jump to something and come back, or do you yeah, want to... Yeah, yeah, I'll jump to something, but real quick, yeah, I'm okay. looking at this list of people in it, and you're right, it's, it's people being like, oh, that's that person, but see, I'm mm-hmm, drawing mm-hmm. a blank, so I'm trying to figure out, all right, Glenn Fleshler, who plays Emerson Flint, uh, he, remi- he's somebody I've seen before, and I have no idea what from, um... So he's one I got to think about, and the other one is Michaela Watkins. Oh yeah, she Michaela Watkins is in a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. I've definitely like within. Bro, I don't watch that much different stuff, and like I feel like I saw her like less than a month ago, and I'm trying to figure out what the hell it could have been from. Um, but I do. Wasn't she in Catastrophe? Catastrophe. I don't Wasn't think. Wasn't she? Maybe not. Glenn Fletcher, he was uh, Gorin in Barry. Oh, okay. So that's where I know him for. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Let's see. Ba, 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 ba. I'm just looking um, for uh, for what yeah. she might have been in. I can't find it. So we'll, we'll, I'll drop it. Oh, Catastrophe. Oh, okay. I legitimately was thinking movies. Um, <laughs> Cata- okay, yeah. She, right? yep, she is in Catastrophe. You're right. Now that you mentioned it, I know she's somebody that comes to visit them for a couple episodes. Um, okay, yeah, so that's where I know her from. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. she's like, in, she was in Wayne and a bunch of other stuff. She's she's also in like a bunch of comedy, like shorts. Like, I remember she was in a lot of, uh, I think, college humor shorts, or maybe, um, uh, maybe like, I for, I for, like, like uh, Funny or Die yeah, like something. college humor, I forget, yeah, Funny or Die, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, not college humor, what's the other motherfuckers? Yeah, Funny or Die, yeah, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so yeah, you're you're totally right. That cast is a, a definitely like the only reason I knew Sam Richardson specifically is like I've seen him in like too many things. Um, yeah, and uh, God, I wish I gotta find it now. My 
dad showed me something with him, I'm pretty sure, where he's playing a DJ. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what it's from, but he's outrageous. And like, it, But it's definitely him. And he's just like being yeah, super was... vulgar and outrageous as a DJ in this like yeah. party. Yeah, he was one of the be- uh, best late season additions to uh, Veep. He came on like season three or four. Mm-hmm. And then he just like stayed on the rest of the series. He was really good. And that's where I first saw him. But yeah, yeah. So the the whole cast, like the, the mystery itself is is fine. The setting is fine. The jump scares are are, are are like you know solid. But I think what elevates this is that cast, and they also give them great lines. There's mm-hmm. a lot of like these scenes where they like banter back and forth that are really well staged, and and everybody says something you know funny. Like it's not just like I don't know. It's it, it there's clearly was a lot of thought behind the big group scenes where they're like, no, you know, this guy said this. Well, this guy wants to do that, right? Right. Um, so that elevates it from like a two and a half to like a, a three and a half, I think, for me. Gotcha. Yeah. I guess that's Werewolves <laughs> Within. Where'd you say that this was on? Uh, my was friend it? rented it, but I think it's on VOD. I'm, I, oh, okay. I need to check. But yeah, it, it came out last year, I think, in theaters and video on demand. Oh, okay. And I think now I think it's just on video on demand and probably streaming somewhere. Okay. Like Tubi or something. All right. So the next thing uh, I'm I was going to talk about uh, was mm-hmm. something I unfortunately uh, only had to watch, which is um, Street Fighter Six had their closed beta. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. I feel confident there should be an open beta coming because that seems to be the formula. Um, yeah. But uh, everybody could like you could use your PSN ID and like sign up to to get a possible invite. I did and I did not get an invite. Um, it's funny because like. There's, there's the one big streamer that I like fighting game related streamer that I watch mm-hmm. the most of. Um, I've mentioned him on here before. His name's Say Jam, and he used to be an announcer for Capcom, uh, like for all their major tournament events. He was mm-hmm. like one they constantly brought in. And uh, he at a tournament once he said, um, he was like, Capcom, you guys have to fix your netcode, which is just basically how each player connects to each other because mm-hmm. it was it was during covid or like right when covid started so all the events were happening online and and capcom had notoriously bad so like it you would lose like it would be it would lag for a second and it's like that's not good for like a competitive tournament with like money and standings on the line Um, right and he said that like as the commentator and they just fucking they were like fired like not like you can't you're not commentating anything anymore like we're not even fucking addressing you professionally like nothing and so he i saw him tweet he was like so i guess my he's like i guess my uh Closed beta invite just got lost in the ether, because <laughs> like, all the other big <laughs> fighting game people like got one. Because I'm sure there's certain people who it's just guaranteed to go out to, just because it generates enough you know press for them to to get it. But he didn't, and he ended up getting it anyways. Because obviously one of the random people was like, "Here, take mine." Like, no, you know what I mean. But it was just funny, like him and one other guy who have like a bad relationship with Capcom now because of that. They're like, huh, I guess ours are just uh, lost in the mail. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure they're on the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was like, I'm sure mine's lost in the mail or something. And the guy underneath him was like, oh, they must have mailed mine with yours. Um, uh, but yeah, it, anyways, ultimately, uh, I was just going to say the there's only been one complaint about it. It's about one of the game mechanics. And... Mm-hmm. The people that I like, the people that I trust the opinion of, um, which I, I feel like that's that's like a pretty standard thing that everyone has, right? Like like when you when you have thoughts about movies, there's probably certain people like uh, I mean, without like Patrick H. Willems or whatever, where you're like I I trust his opinion, like I I, I weigh it a little more heavily because I 
tend to agree with this person more or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, or, or or I sort of, I know their taste, so I know when they mean something when they're like, oh, somebody goes, oh, well, this one was a little too wild. I'm like, okay, well, that person liked that movie. So I'm not really, you know, I sort of adjust it because I have there's yeah. like three or four or there, there's a number of them now where like they'll say something or I know they're being, they're always hyperbolic about stuff. I'm like, okay, so if you, if you give it a 10, that gives everything kind of, so that means that it's probably closer to like a seven or eight for me. Right. So if they give it like a shitty score, then I'm like, oh, dang, I think it was a piece of shit then, right? Yeah. So you sort of like shape, not your opinion, but you sort of know how to react based on how people react to something. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. So like there's some people that are like, are like, like you said, like very overreactive and they're like, mm-hmm. when I watch my finals, they're like, this is fucking ruining this. And then like, I'll watch another video with another guy and you know, he may have his own complaints, but usually that thing he's like, people are overreacting. Like there's a simple way to deal with this. And so basically there's one mechanic in the game. Um, and it's funny cause, uh, without going too deep into it, there was a mechanic in street fighter four called a focus attack. And basically you, it was just a strong attack that could, you know, eat one move and then still hit somebody. And then street fighter five didn't have it. And street fighter six comes out and it has something that is similar but actually worse, because you have to use a resource to do it. Whereas in Street Fighter 4, you could just do it whenever you wanted. Um, and it's like, there's a bunch of people that are complaining that Street Fighter 6 has this mechanic. And everyone's like, it's clear you guys weren't here for Street Fighter 4, because this was even worse. Uh, and like, we figured out easy answers to this problem. So like, after, most of them are like, after like a month, like, it's not going to be a problem anymore. Like, people are going to get used to it, and they're going to... They're going to see the thing that we already dealt with, and it'll be figured out, watched. Um, so, with that being said, that's the only negative thing I've heard about it. Everyone else says everything's amazing. They're like, it plays amazing online. The The little battle lobbies are cool. There's a ton of info. You create an avatar. They're like, that's dope. Um, they, the only thing the beta didn't have was any of the single-player content. Um okay. But, I mean, based on the previews we've gotten, it looks like they put a lot of work into the single-player content as well. So, ultimately, I'm super excited. Uh, it's probably not going to be out till like, mid-next year, it, it seems. Um, so, mm-hmm. I, I'm excited a little early, but uh, I'm still still super excited. So, that's all I was going to say with that. I watched it. Um, they've, I think now they're at, like, six characters. No, they're more mm-hmm. than that. Can't go... Yeah, like, eh, maybe six. Maybe six playable characters in the beta, and they all looked great. All of them looked uh, really good models and the way they played. So it looks like they really put a lot of thought into this based on Street Fighter Five releasing so poorly. Um, mm-hmm. I think they've really tried to make sure this is as polished and as clean as it could be on release, which is nice. Yeah. And so you said it's about how many months? Like six months away from release? or Maybe. Or they, they, sometime next year. They haven't given a release date. Everyone says sometime next year. The thing is, is we're kind of... All right, so most people were speculating that it would be like... I can't I can't remember. Either February or April, I feel like, because mm-hmm. um, Street Fighter 4 released in February or April, Street Fighter 5 released in like... I think Street Fighter Five was the odd one out, but then like Street Fighter Three released in February, April. Like they have a long history of releasing early um, on a specific month, and so people are aiming for that. But like I feel like we're kind of late in the game to not have a release date, and then that be the release date. So mm-hmm. it might be pushed back more towards like the middle of next year. Um, you know what I mean? Like I feel like I feel yeah. like once you're that close, you should already have a release date set um, versus yeah. like, just popping up with the one in like two months for a right, giant release I- like that. Because I think we had the Horizon one 
I want to say probably like around this time, maybe like a month ago this time this last year, right? Right around February. Because remember it dropped in February. So if it was like, you know, March or April, I mean, I'm sure I could look it up real quick. Um, but um, <clears throat> it's 66. When was that? Yeah, like a year ago, yeah. pretty much. So, um, yeah, I mean, like if it is March or April, we should know within the month. Yeah. Or so we'll we'll see. Um either way, I mean, the one cool thing, uh, cool thing. Uh the one one thing that I that makes it not a big deal is that um unlike a Call of Duty game where, you know, you're buying it and you know that like in in your heart no matter how much you love it in a year another one's on the horizon. Um you know, uh, the date being off or pushed back on a fighting game doesn't really matter cuz they support them for like 7 years. At this point, you know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. whether it's February or, you know, June doesn't really matter. If, you know, I've got six more years to, to play it. So, But yeah, I'm just really excited. It looks much cleaner. It looks much nicer because it's on mm-hmm. that Resident Evil engine. It's fucking beautiful. The The art style is like very, um, they have like a lot of graffiti and art, type art style. It looks really good. So yeah, just super excited. Ready to see more. Ready to actually be able to play it. Yeah, to get that. That beta, or at least get that right. It'd be like, well, that we don't have a full release date, but we have a beta coming in, you know, a month or whatever. Yeah, I, like I said, I feel like that if you do a closed beta, like I feel like the closed beta is to try and get more specific feedback, and then the open beta is generally just like, let's make sure our shit doesn't crash when everybody tries to jump on it all at once. So I feel like we're mm-hmm. gonna get an open beta just because, I mean, especially in today, like the more recent times, like you've, I feel like you've. Everybody here has probably bought a game and then, like, gone to play it, and it just fucking... You're like, oh, the servers are down, and you're just fucking disappointed. Like, you were, like, so hyped. You're like, I'm gonna play fucking Destiny 2 day one. I'm gonna play it the moment it comes out, and then you get it. It's installed. You open it. It's just like, sorry, the servers are overloaded, and you're fucked. (laughs) And actually, (laughs) we're gonna talk about that in a minute, aren't we? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I just realized that, (laughs) because I'm not looking at the list right now. I was like, oh, yeah, that's coming up. Um, but yeah, mm. uh, that's Street Fighter Six. So I'll, I'll be excited if I, if I get to get my hands on it. Nice, thanks. All right. So what uh, <laughs> what do you want to talk about next? Excuse me. Yeah. So I'll um I'll continue um with uh, spooky season stuff. Okay. And I check check out um Werewolf by Night. Well, yeah, Werewolf by Night. Yeah, the new uh, it's an MCU TV special movie thing. It's like a one. It's just, they call it a special presentation, Marvel special presentation. Okay. And it's it was an hour long. So even then, I'm like, so it's not quite a TV show, but it's not a movie. It's like this in between thing. And it's basically, if I if I if I read this correctly, it's like part of their horror branch, which is like Werewolf by Night, and then like Moon Knight. I think dabbles into this a little bit. Man Thing, which is like Swamp Thing, but for Marvel. Like sort of touches into this space, and they basically it's um it's this black and white movie where a bunch of monster hunters get together at this house and they're sent out into this um sort of maze where they have to find this monster, mm-hmm. right? And it's basically like uh, you know they all show up and um how do I say? Did you ever see Blade Two? I did, but it's been so long ago. But maybe I'll remember whatever you're about to reference. Yeah, do you remember they, they, they like you know they, all those vampires show up to help Blade, right? They team up with Blade yeah. to find the, the, the cancer Blade, and each one's got like a little different, right? There's like a giant one with like a little woman, and there's like an Asian guy played by Donnie Yen, and then there's a guy with a big machine gun, right? Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's different. It's like that, right? And there's Reinhardt, the main guy played by 
uh, Ron Perlman, who's like bald. He's got a beard, right? So it's like that, right? Like imagine like, you know, like a big German guy and like an Asian guy with like tattoos and then a black guy with like a big armor. And there's Gael Garcia Bernal, who's like this tiny little guy with a suit and like um, face paint, right? So it's like everybody's got like different aspects to it. Mm-hmm. And so basically that's, that's it. And then they, you know, start to hunt the monsters. And it was pretty great. I mean, for a one hour thing, it was awesome. And it, it's, it's pretty, I mean, it's Marvel because they, they, they show like the heroes at first and there's like, you know, uh, um, uh, what's it called? The, um, the thing, but they change it. It starts with like a G it's uh, oh my God, the thing that, uh, that everybody tries to chase after in a, Oh my gosh, she's gonna bug me now. I wish I could help you. I'm trying. I'm fucking racking my brain. Um, it's like the the thing that that. Um, oh my god, I can't remember the thing. It's like the the one thing that everybody's after. The I have a word, but I don't know that it's what you're looking for. What, what are you thinking? MacGuffin. Uh, MacGuffin. That's what it is. Is it really? Christ, MacGuffin. Bro, yeah. I, here's it's the thing. Like the I don't even know what that word means. I'm just using context clues from the last time you used it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's like the thing that has no power that everybody's after, but like it doesn't do anything, right? It's like the the cosmic cube in the first Avenger, or you know, like they're chasing like the the horn of destiny or whatever, right? Okay. Right. And so it's like, and so basically the hunt is on from there, and the whole thing is really good. It's it, it's surprisingly violent, like okay. it's black and white, so you don't see any blood or anything, but there's like limbs torn, and like there's this great shot where like the, the werewolf is like attacks a bunch of uh, like soldier dudes and they're like getting thrown around and ripped in half and like bitten their necks and shit. So it's like, it's not R, but it's not PG 13 man, because it's TV, it's TV 14. And I think oh, I've yeah. talked in here before about how TV 14 is this weird in between spot where things get pretty fucking violent, <laughs> but like not TV MA, <laughs> but also not R. Okay. Um, and so it's great. I mean, I had a great time. I think I, I, it might become a thing that I watch every Halloween just to put on because it, it, the way it looks, it's got like that old like uh, sort of like Frankenstein Dracula. That, that's look. exactly what I imagined when you told me it was in black and white. I was like, that's mm-hmm. what they're going for. Yeah, a lot of like lightning bolts, a lot of like you know flashes and like close ups and like um, you know creepy like sort of. Um, Sort of what is it like a puppet like a lot of puppets like not, not puppets in the in the, sh- in the context of the show but in the in the filmmaking aspect of like where the monsters are puppets right where it's like looks very phys- like it looks like they were actually on set with these uh, you okay. know, yeah skeletons and shit um and it was great I mean I I recommend it wholeheartedly you don't have to know shit about the MCU you don't have to have watched Moon Knight or this or that but I will say as I was coming away from it I was like I cannot wait to see. The, you know these characters that come out on the other on the other side like the main characters that make it through because okay. they are awesome and especially in such a short time um you know an hour like you it, it's pretty much it's a pilot episode right like it's it's a pilot except a little bit more beefy where you you know like if you watch the first episode of breaking bad you get why he's doing it you get who he is you, you know you get the whole setup series right yeah except this is like a pilot without the rest of the show oh that's a uh, god i only tangentially related my dad was telling me, he was talking about something, and he mentioned, like, Tuco, and I was like, oh, yeah, he was like, yeah, it's episode two. I was like, what? Like, like I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, is it, there's no way he's in episode two, and he's like, yeah, episode two. Like, in my brain, like, there's so much shit that has to happen before we get to Tuco, and then it's just all mm-hmm. in the first, like, pilot episode gives you everything. 
And, like, I apparently just didn't remember it correctly. But, like, I just remember that, like, loss. And kind of like you said, like, this is basically a pilot episode, but a little beefier. Where, like, you're just going to get, like, all the info. And then it's going to seem like that was a full season. And then when the new season starts, yeah. you're going to be like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's crazy when you watch a pilot of a show, whether it's Lost or Breaking Bad or Community, is that you see just how fucking hard it would be to write one because yeah. you literally have to set up everything most if not all of the dynamics and it has to like make sense as a, as a standalone right right so if you were to watch breaking bad like now that you've watched all of breaking bad if you were to go back and watch season one you, you episode one moves at a fucking breakneck speed yeah and then the rest of the series is slowed way down like way way down right you fucking... it has to break because you can't move that fast but then also you can't move that fast in a pilot because you know, back back in you know before streaming, there was no oh wait until episode four or five and then it gets really good. Right. It was like motherfucker, you better have us in episode one or we're not gonna put you. We're not gonna put the green light for the rest of the episode. Right, like, we're not yeah. gonna fuck around. Like right, and so that's what this is. Right, it feels like just you know the the bare bones of what they wanted, but then like just enough to be like ooh, I'd love to watch more of this. Um, and so um, yeah, that's uh, you know uh, Werewolf by Night. It's on Disney Plus mm-hmm. and it's. If you have, if you're listening, you have kids, and you're like, "Oh, a nice werewolf Marvel movie." Yeah, let's watch absolutely that. not. Um, <laughs> don't uh, because it is actually pretty pretty scary. There's actually some some pretty um, like you know, like I said, somewhere between like a, like the most violent PG-13 movie you can find or the tamest R movie you can find. Okay. Um, and so that's on Disney Plus, and then I also watched uh, the Silence of the Lambs. Okay. So, have you ever seen this one? I had never seen it before. Have you ever seen it? The the original with the Jodie Foster. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I've never seen it. Really? And, uh, yeah. And so I, I was sorry. Like, you know I know that's probably like, <laughs> like the moment you said you never saw it, you were expecting me to do that. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> but yeah, like. No, 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 no. no. Because that, that's what yeah, I, put, I put it on my Instagram. I was like watching Sons of the Lambs. First time I'd ever seen it. Everybody was like, what? Like, how does that happen? And I. Especially I you of all I, people. I, yeah. I guess I just like, movie, I, I never yeah. watched it growing up. I don't think it was ever like on HBO or anything. Mm-hmm. And then as an adult, I was like, well, I'll get to it eventually. I'll get to it eventually. And then I just never did. Okay. And so then I was like, I told Sydney, I was like, you know what? I, we got to watch it. And I told her, I was like, it's not, it's not super gory. It's more of a thriller. And I was like, it won like all the Oscars. Mm-hmm. So like, they're not going to have like a supremely violent shit at the Oscars. Right. And so... Um, I watched it. And it was, of course, I mean, I, I'm not going to say much about it because... I'm going to be like, guys, underrated gem, <laughs> The Silence of the Lambs, right? Right. Um, it, but um, what I will say is that it was kind of like watching The Godfather or a movie that everybody has seen before in that almost every single scene I recognize because I'd seen it somewhere else. Right. Because okay. somebody had parody. Yeah. I, I right? can get that. Yeah, like the like the what did you see, Clarice, or like the TNT, and and even him like butting that dude's face, and then at the end with the with you know with the with the put the ho- you know puts the lotion on its skin, yeah. like, all of that. I don't know why. I've seen it out of a thousand times, out of all those like parts of the movie, the, the part of that movie I quote the most is, "Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me." Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it kills me so. And I think I and I also I think I realized that the voice of of let me see the voice of Chris on Family Guy like there's no way that voice isn't inspired by <laughs> by Buffalo Bill because it just like he just talks like this like I'm 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, let me see. I'm trying to find like some sort of news. I meant to look it up before because I was like, because I was I was watching the movie and he tells you like who puts the hose. It's like look, he's like, oh, what's your name? Yeah, that fat girl. And I'm like, that's Chris Griffin. Like he's doing like, a... bro. If you cracked open the case on this, I, I'm gonna freak out, bro. Let me see. I looked it up on Reddit today. I learned today. I learned Chris Griffin based Seth Green based Chris Griffin's voice on the voice of serial killer Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. Specifically, how Buffalo Bill would sound speaking through a PA system at McDonald's. Because <laughs> 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 I was watching, I was like, there's, "Dude, there's no way that is Chris Griffin." <laughs> oh, you want to help me put this box in the back of my van? Oh. <laughs> and and so um, it was great, of course, fantastic, right? And and the one thing, especially because it, it, not just in specific scenes that other things have parodied it, but in in just the the format of it. Right, it's very like every single fucking true crime thing that has been made since, in some way, shape, or form, is shaped like it. Right, like you have the yeah. autopsy scene and the and the uh, we're checking out her, you know, like what I'm saying, or like showing up at the house of the bad guy and being like, hey, like you know, you know what I'm saying, like everything yeah. to the point where like the movie was two, it's like exactly two hours long, and I was like, that felt kind of short. And I was like, oh, no, wait. That's how movies are supposed to fucking be. They're not supposed to be two and a half hours, like, slogs. They're not supposed to, Not everything has to be six episodes in an hour each where you don't meet the bad guy until episode three. Like, this yeah. is, like, a nice, self-contained, like, masterpiece. And I was like, it, it was it was perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that was on... <laughs> under, yeah, Underrated Gem, The Sons of the Lambs. And nobody ever... Yeah, no no words for this one. Um, and that was on Amazon Prime. And then I'll wrap up what are you watching with uh, Smile, which is the new movie that's in theaters and it's making all this money. Um, have you seen any trailers or anything or heard anything about this one? I've seen, I think, one preview or one trailer, um, mm-hmm. but I only saw it once. Um, yeah, they, they um, uh, there was it was supposed to come out on like Paramount Plus or Paramount, yeah, Paramount Plus, right? That's like Paramount's streaming service thing. Yeah. And then they had a bunch of test screenings for it just to, you know, as the movie was coming together. And apparently it tested so well that they were like, hey, let's just put it in theaters and see what happens. Ah, uh, yes. The, um, the, the Bizarro uh, what? Catwoman? Um, the biz- or no, not Catwoman. Batgirl. The Bizarro Batgirl, Batgirl yeah. treatment. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where somebody actually believes in the fucking shit that they're making. Yeah. And this is, they're two for, no, we're not, it's not the same studio, but this is the second time that they've been tested something and they were like, let's put it in theaters. The first one being Barbarian, where they were like, hey, this is actually, people like it. Let's put it in theaters. And what do you know? They made fucking money. Like, like oh my God. but anyway. And so this one is actually doing really, really well. Okay. Like, it was number one last week or two weeks ago. And then last week it was number one at the box office again, but it had like the tiniest drop of any horror movie ever, ever, other than literally Get Out. Okay. So like, like a masterpiece. I mean, which and this is not a masterpiece, but you know, <laughs> that's, right, well. it just shows you like people want to see shit in theaters, but there just isn't. But and the movie overall was um, it was pretty good. Um, I wouldn't say that it's you like, said not amazing. a masterpiece with such disdain. Like, <laughs> well, just because like because when you hear like these are the number two movies that have the smallest horror drops from week to week, you have Get Out and then Smile, and it's like okay, like you know, one of these you is have, not like <laughs> exactly, exactly right. Like you have one of these is Steph Curry, one of them is Kobe White. Like you know, Kobe White's fine; he comes off the bench, but he's you know, he's not he's not Steph Curry, yeah. right? And so, um. 
Smile is, is um, it, it's fine. It's pretty good. I, I give it a three out of five. It's just like there's some good jump scares. The, the main actress does a great job because, you know, she's tortured by like some sort of demon that like, you know, um, tortures her, right? Mm-hmm. Through like supernatural shit. And so pretty much after like the first 20 minutes, the rest of the movie, she is just like fucking, she looks like the most exhausted person that has, has ever lived. Like, right. Cause she's like not sleeping. And so she's crying all the time. And she's like, I'm okay. I'm okay. Right. Like you can yeah. imagine like sort of like uh, the ring and shit. Yeah. Also it's, so uh, I mean, it's not, like, the whole movie, and it's probably a much smarter section of it. But there's, like, just... I don't know why I popped in my head. There's a specific... Uh, when fucking... God, what is his name? Um, I can't remember the actor's name. Hereditary, when he's at the school, and he's, like, fucking... Like, losing his fucking mind, because, you know, he's... Oh, um, um, um... Uh, uh, Ned... Nat... Nat, uh, Oh, my God. Nat Wolf. Okay, Yeah. But, like, when he's, like, at the school and he has, like, you know what I mean? He's been, like, freaking out, like, super anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. He's, like, struggling mm-hmm. to stay awake, I think. Um, yeah. That, like, that level of exhaustion is, like, what I'm imagining. Or maybe more. Exactly, yeah. But, like, that's the Except idea. Except for, like, yeah, for, like, an hour and a half. Right. And then by the end, you're just like, oh, please kill this woman. She is in so much pain. <laughs> um, I'm not even rooting for her anymore. I'm rooting for her to get the quick and easy way out. Yeah. I need the fucking um, DAS, it... uh, Demon Assisted Suicide. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. And so the, the, the movie um yeah, has good jump scares, good central performance. Um I will say that in the, the cons, the sort of things that prevent me from being like this is as good as Barbarian or even Malignant is that um it's a little long. It's it was like an hour fifty five. Okay. And so I think a movie like this, like this kind of supernatural shit, you need to keep it at ninety or else you'll get exhausted. Not because you don't care, but because you sort of start to see the Riding formula the wall and... right yeah, exactly like every single scene is just like ooh, something spooky and it's like tick 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 jump scare yeah. oh oh and then you know the next thing tick 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 jump scare right like and when you're not actively learning new shit it immediately exactly. becomes formulaic like exactly like right right processing he... new information as the viewer you're immediately like okay like when there's no more twists and turns and we're just going through the events I feel mm-hmm. like you immediately start to key in on all the little shit along the way. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And so there's literally a scene where, like, the monster's, like, in her house. And she's like, oh, my God. Ah, she's screaming. And he's like, we're so close to killing you. And he, like, grabs her by the mouth. And he's like, like, in her face. And he's like, you're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then it just cuts to, like, a totally different scene. Right? Because you already got the jump scare. Because the movie's not trying to, um, you know, do anything additionally that's, like, Right. Extra or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a smile. I think if you have already seen Barbarian and you want another one, this one's you know a nice, good Tuesday movie. If you haven't seen Barbarian, watch that one. Okay. Or if you don't want to watch Barbarian, watch that one. Because that one is, a, I mean, they're both pretty violent. Um, but yeah, it's just nice, solid, you know, Tuesday movie thing. Nothing crazy. Nothing that I would say you got to rush home about. You know, it, it's kind of like um, how I, how I uh, labeled um what we do in the shadows a couple weeks ago where i was like you know it's good if you've watched everything else but if you haven't watched barry or reservation dogs or you know the peak of the peak yeah you can hold off right right it's like that um and so yeah that smile it's in theaters and i'm guessing it'll be on paramount plus but maybe not until after halloween okay all right so i'll, I'll uh you know that's uh <laughs> It's not a masterpiece, but uh, it sounds like no. there's nothing, nothing wrong with it. Uh, no, 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 yeah, no, nothing that I would be like. This is a piece of shit. Don't you? Know, 
frown, don't smile, uh, smile, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know what movie I thought was, like, I, I don't know why, I just had high hopes for it, and then, like, I never even realized it came out, and then I heard somebody talk shit about it, like, well mm-hmm. after the fact, was the fucking Saw movie with uh, Chris Rock. Chris Rock? Oh, yeah. I heard that was... I heard it was not good also. But, like, yeah. based on the trailer, I was like, hold on, this is, like, a refreshing reboot. Like, they, they like, kind of switched it up, it seemed like, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe this will be good. And apparently it was not. But, yeah. But, yeah. So, uh, that's uh, Smile. So, we're mm-hmm. going to move from that uh, to just talk about some... Uh, I mentioned there was a beta uh, for Street Fighter, and, you know, we talked about how sometimes when a game first comes out, you know, you can't... The servers are overloaded because they didn't, you know, they didn't beta test enough to to know or to expect the kind of traffic. Um, and from what I saw, that was the case with Overwatch Two on release. Um, yeah, one of my friends what like one of my friends sent me show. a thing that day. It was like, yeah, uh, it says there's forty thousand people ahead of me and it hasn't moved in like fifteen minutes. And I was like, God. Damn. Wait, uh, Tyler, can you hear me? Yeah. It cut out for a second okay. there. But yeah, so my friend said there was a 40... Like, when he got on the first time on the day of release, he was like, it says there's 40,000 people in front of me, and not it hasn't changed in like 10 minutes. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I yeah, I didn't even... I was away from, from home, so I wasn't able to even get on until Thursday, but I was following everything on Twitter about like the crashing and like the heroes being locked and... People might be able to get in, like you said, the long lines for servers, and and then you would get in and you start playing, and they would disconnect. And you'd be like, "Oh, great!" Especially if you're playing something like comp or or you know you're about to win, you're like, "Oh my god, here we go, we're about to win!" And then you just get disconnected. Yeah, that's awful. Um, so yeah, but uh, I haven't played it. I have downloaded it, but um, Overwatch has never been a game I'm like into enough to play by myself. So unless I have other friends on, I probably won't play. But uh, with that being said, how, what have you thought so far? Um, I liked it. I, I like I said, I, I came back uh, that Thursday and I had some time in the morning before work, and I fired up. And it, you know, I got some good. It, it's it the the the, the, the um, visually the change. I, I don't notice much. Maybe if if somebody were to point it out and be like, "Well, dude, look, you know, these rays are hitting a little different, or this is doing that," then I'd be able to. But overall, <laughs> my friend like, said, they, "I don't know why it's called Overwatch 2. Is what he said. So visually, yeah, it, it looks basically the same from what I hear. It looks pretty much the same. Little things here or there, maybe like a slight more detail. Maybe there's like more dust in the air and the lighting's a little bit crisper, but it, it's it's slight, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's not not enough to be like this is number two. Um, I will say that the one the biggest change I have noticed is in the um, the controller, like the haptic feedback oh, okay. controller shit. So like you know, it does a thing from control where you know if you try to shoot, the trigger becomes like a little stiff, like that oh, okay. with like the uh, particular um, heroes and stuff, and like the vibrations are very specific. Um, I haven't been able to play it like with my headphones, like like on like the game one like i play it you know with through my soundbar mm-hmm. so i'd like to see maybe the sound would be a little bit different because i know that that's like the one thing with the ps3 specific or the ps5 specific headphones mm-hmm. that they try to do is like make the this audio like as as surround sound as they can yeah um uh but yeah i mean you know i it's it's not the same game because some things are different little little things are just like taken away or they've added or this or that yeah. um but like your friend said like it's they could have if you would have told me it's hey over- they're gonna shut down overwatch one for like a week and they're gonna patch a bunch of shit 
And then they brought it back and be like, yeah, this is still Overwatch 1. You just patched a bunch of shit. Yeah, especially considering Overwatch 1 was a game that's been out for I don't know how many years. Like, this seems like something that would have happened over the course of a year. Um, you know right. what I mean? Like, these these differences are differences, but maybe over, you know, two years you would have just expected the game to evolve this way. Um, it didn't, yeah. but, like, it doesn't seem... Yeah, it just doesn't seem like it fits being Overwatch 2, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I don't even know that it's what they were aiming for, considering they made it free to play. Um, yeah. But, like, either way, it was just surprising, uh, it sounded like. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing I will say is that I have seen uh, already people uh, do tier lists for the characters and how strong they are. And my, uh, my, my disappointment is that any of the people I have played are not near the top. <laughs> like, like, none of the ones that I ever played. Like, the highest was Reinhardt, and I think that's just because Reinhardt's the most, like, simple and straightforward. Like, I don't like feel tanky. like... Yeah, like, I don't feel like he can be bad. Like, it, to make him bad, you would have to do it on purpose. Because his kid yeah, you'd have is to, like, so, like... greatly reduce his shield or something. Right, you'd have to... Like, his whole thing is he's got a big shield, he stands in the front, he hits things with a hammer. Like, he's, he's very simple, but, like, he's very efficient and good at what he does. So, like, if you were to make him bad, it's because you decided, you're like, it's time to make Reinhardt bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's, like, mid-tier, it looks like. And then it, mm. everybody's saying Junkrat is fucking unusable. I don't know what's going on, but they're like, this dude's fucking useless. Um, I've seen everyone say Diva is over the top and Sombra's over the top. And so, uh, mm, yeah, that's all yeah. I've heard is people complaining about think, those two. Yeah, I think Sombra's hack is like, it's like faster. Like you can, she pretty much just goes and just hacks you instantly. And also I think, they um, said, and I don't know this about Overwatch 1, but they said she can do it while she's invisible and maybe that didn't used to be the case in Overwatch 1. Yeah, as she, yeah, as soon as she would start to hack you, she would become visible. Yeah. I saw, they were like, this should tell you everything you need to know about Sombra. Uh, Sombra, and it was a, it was a video of mm-hmm. god it must have been i don't remember the name of the modes but like i think she was just controlling a point and it was zarya standing in the point by herself just swinging the laser around in a circle just trying to see if she can catch <laughs> a, an invisible sombra and sombra wasn't there but like the team mm-hmm. had dedicated a person to just sit back on the point and fucking spray the laser around to catch if she happened to walk by <laughs> like that that should tell you everything you need to know about sombra right mm-hmm. now um that killed me but uh but yeah so uh overwatch 2 uh i i mean it sounds like if you like overwatch 1 you should give overwatch 2 a try yeah, I, I mean, different. yeah, there's, I mean, unless you're like, what, like, I know some people are like, super like, they changed that, I'm not playing anymore. Like, me, I'm much more like, oh, they changed Arissa, she doesn't have a shield, oh, well, I guess she has to be more like, um, Roadhog right. now. Oh, okay, it's not the end of the world, you know, I'll just adapt, right? Oh, they're gonna add more heroes, okay, cool, like, you know, not the end of the world. Oh, they took away this map, well, hopefully one day they'll bring it back, maybe, perhaps, right? Like, so it's like, yeah. a lot of things that, where the changes haven't um, piss me off a lot yet. And you know, like the like skin shit, like there's like battle passes and all that shit. I don't, I'm not going to spend a cent. So I don't give a shit enough to like dig into it. Right. So like, I'm not gonna be like, well, I have to find out, you know, what the, you know, what this was or what that happened. Right. I just, I'm just going to leave it and just say, you know, fuck it. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's fine. Well, I guess we'll see how it goes and, and they will be, I think they're releasing like the Halloween shit. Although I probably don't think they'll do it. Cause if I was them, I would be like, I'm not touching this fucking game 
for like a month. Right. Like, yeah, I'm not going to like change, do any kind of new skins or anything because I'm not about to fuck up all the progress we've made over the last week. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely see that. Um, but yeah, that's Overwatch 2. Um, uh, I haven't played it yet. I'm sure I will at some point. Um, so from that, we'll move from video game to video game movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is to say, there was a new trailer. Was it the first trailer? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The first trailer for Super Mario movie. And uh, I saw that most of Twitter were coming for Chris Pratt's neck. Uh, is, oh, is yeah. What I'll say. Um, the move. I remember even the people that came for his neck, I feel like mostly the reception of the trailer, though, was like, this movie looks good <laughs> yeah i mean yeah visually it looks great they they sort of nail this kind of um how can i say like uh like it's incredibly detailed but it's still cartoony if that makes sense yeah it's kind of like how they did the uh detective pikachu movie remember right. the live action yep. one a couple a couple years back where like you could if you zoomed in on like pikachu you could see every little hair or you zoomed in on bulbasaur you could see like every little eye light and like light and like a little pedal in design right but they were still clearly very cartoony which i think is the per- was always the perfect way to do pokemon and i think that's the perfect way to animate this mm-hmm. where you don't want to have it be too cheap looking where it looks like you know like a fucking mid-2000s you know madagascar dreamworks movie but you also don't do it so detailed that it's like well this doesn't even look like them anymore it looks like photo you know it looks like Right, you know, too realistic. It looks too detailed, right? So I think this is the perfect art style to do it. Yeah, like, like, like um, are doing it. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of anything I saw online about it. Um, people seem to be, uh, people seem to think Jack Black as Bowser was like really good. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, I think people were surprised at how, not even just visually, but like. The movie doesn't seem like super corny. You know what I mean? I think that's what yeah, people mm-hmm. expect when a video game movie, especially something like Mario, uh, comes out. Is you're expecting to get like just this corny little like bare bones. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, they, they, there's all those bingo cards about being like they're gonna play like uh, TikTok and by Kesha, and they're gonna be like, wait, oh, oh wait, hold on. Let me back up. Or, like, you know, some yeah. stupid little... I saw like, one that was, like, the Goombas are just minions. Um, right. <laughs> and, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, like, none of Which them happened. So. Yeah, I don't think that was ever going to be the case. Because when you when they announced this, you and I talked about it in here about how, like, their pitch must have been, like, like threaded the, the fucking needle, right? It must have been, like... Like, they, they must have said, like, this is what it's going to be. This is what it's not going to be. Like, this is exactly, like... Nintendo must have been like watching them like hawks, like mm-hmm. during all of production, being like, "No, that joke is lame. Get it out of there." Or like, "No, you're not gonna fucking pull that Shrek shit on here. Get it out." Right. Yeah. Um. So I, I knew it wasn't gonna happen, but just because I was like, "There's no way they're gonna let them do any kind of dumb shit." But yeah, they were um, so scared of movies based on the last Super Mario's like thing oh, they yeah. tried to do. They were like, "Never again." Exactly. Um, so I, that's why I think like if it, probably if Nintendo had had a, like a internal like animation studio they would have already done it but because the elimination came to them they probably were like okay but you know know that you know we're not gonna let you do any dumb shit without triple quadruple quintuple checking over your shoulder right so yeah i mean uh i would love for this movie to come out and be great um the only yeah uh, the only thing i have is like i'm not crazy about chris bratt's voice in it 
Mm-hmm. Um, I <laughs> it's it's probably just a two camps thing, and then it's like you know, there's people that are like, "What would you have rather him sounded like video game Mario all movie?" And like for me, the answer is like, "Yeah, kind of." <laughs> like if it's done well, <laughs> then yeah, it's kind of you know part of what I'm here for. And like I saw a, a thing of like the French voice actor who does it, and it it is it, his is just straight up Mario. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they, he was like, "I'm gonna just do the Mario voice, and uh, and we'll do it this whole movie." And you know, maybe to that end, maybe because I'm not French and I don't speak French, you know, maybe somebody that speaks French watches that and they're like, "This is too much. Like it's overbearing. <laughs> it's annoying." But for me, I was like, "This sounds fucking amazing." Um, yeah. and Chris Bratz is much more not that. Um, I'm trying to think of how to explain it. It's much more. I mean, you can hear it's him, realistic. but. It doesn't yeah. really sound like Mario at all to me. No, it, I, I am interested to see how they do it or what they do because, like, like in terms of like h- how much they let him do that during the the movie, right? Because we only really heard him say like three lines. He yeah, goes, what am I? And then he goes, A "Mushroom Kingdom, here we come." But which I don't think that'll be in that shot. They just probably put it in there because they needed something him to say something right so i i I think people were too quick are too quick i think he does he sound like the mario no are people too quick to maybe judge it maybe will it make or break the movie for me probably not like am i not gonna see it no like i'm i'm gonna see this movie right Mm -hmm. um will i not like it because of his voice maybe but I, I don't know, right? So, like, I think people were like, you know, this is... People were like, this is Sonic number two. I don't think it's... Like, yeah, it's not that bad. Sonic was... An, like, Sonic... It just looked bad. Yeah, Sonic number one was an abomination to the eyes. Like, it was... Mm-hmm. It was... In the, the weirdest thing about... what well, the one thing I will say that is similar, a little bit, at least, is that, like, I don't know why you made the decision you made. Um, and... and as far as, like, a little bit, is that we, like you said, we don't know for sure that, like, Chris Pratt doesn't turn it up more throughout most of the movie or right, or right. whatever. But, like, when Sonic 1 came out, or the first trailer for Sonic 1, Sonic 1.0 as opposed to Sonic 1.1, 1. 1, um, like, the, the Sonic looked awful. And it, it was just like, why did you move away from the source material to make something visibly worse. You know what I mean? Right, like, exactly. It's one thing, like, uh, fucking X-Men. Like, the, the old X-Men movies of Hugh Jackman. Like, yeah. we moved away from the yellow and blue with the black claw stripes on the side. We moved away from that because it would look ridiculous in a movie. Whereas, like, right. they were like, we're moving away from regular Sonic to give you this weird uncanny valley like this fucking right. monster thing and, with weird eyes to look at and, right and i i do think if that sonic the shitty sonic had come out in like 2000 when those x-men movies come out i don't think there would have been an uproar because oh. i think at that point we had nothing so you go okay we need something that looks like in between right like realistic right, right? like so like also this sonic point, came out had... after detective pikachu right exactly and detective yeah, yeah, pikachu exactly. nailed it so much it's like what the fuck mm-hmm. are you doing <laughs> exactly and that's what i'm saying like, like you know if if we hadn't had detective pikachu then i'd be like okay but i'm like dude we have like an example of people reacting positively to a supremely stylized art style that is still um, mostly the same you know exactly <laughs> yes like pikachu like, is still yeah. very much just what you expected from pikachu <laughs> mm-hmm 
Um, but uh, I guess what I was saying, the small bit of similarity is like, we don't know if his voice is going to stay that way. But if it does, and for whatever reason, it just doesn't, it feels bad the whole movie because he doesn't seem like he's into it because he's not sure what he's doing. Then it's like, I don't know why you made this choice. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why you made this choice to do a less Mario type voice and it not work. Um, but uh, this is all speculation. It could come out and be great and everybody has a great time. Um, so that that's all I was going to say is that like, yeah. it'll be interesting to see. Because I instantly saw another version of it that's more what I would have expected too. I think that also mm-hmm. plays a big mm-hmm. part. Like I was like kind of eh about it and then I heard the French one and I'm like, well that's what I was wanting. <laughs> so yeah. like and then we have yet to see cuz the 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 actual, you know, voice actor for Mario's coming, he's in the movie. So I'm sure there'll be some sort of thing, right, where Maybe it'll make more sense. Maybe. Or maybe they'll have, like, multiple Marios. Or, like, he'll take over his voice or something. Like, I thought they would bring that dude back to be like, all right, well, now you're going to voice, you know, Stooge number three as a little cameo bit, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, we'll just have to wait and see. Movie's not out yet. Um, But, yeah, Super Mario Brothers movie looks pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, next uh, April, I want to say. I think, yeah, next April is when it comes out. Yeah, that sounds right. So, I'm sure we'll get more closer to the time. Um, yeah. But we're going to move from that to uh, this next thing, which it looks like we have differing opinions on, um, which is that uh, Draymond Green knocked Jordan Poole out, or at least mm. crumpled my man. Like, <laughs> yeah, if he didn't lose consciousness, uh, he did in fact lose strength in his legs and fall to the ground after this punch. Yeah, um, I think he would have straight up just like collapsed if. So if you watch the video during practice, you know Draymond comes up and he and then Jordan says something and then he pushes Jordan pushes Draymond and then Draymond just comes back and bam just punches him, and I think he probably would have just like collapsed, except for Draymond like punches him and then like sort of like bull rushes him and like keeps him up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you watch, like sort of like he he's so he wants to keep punching that he like brushes him to keep punching him and then he like sort of like holds him up because if he would have just been like bam and like stepped back jordan would have just like collapsed like he was just like crumbled mm-hmm. um but yeah it's not a good look yeah it's not a good look um now your thing your uh your your post on here says that they need to trade jordan Poole, and i would like to hear the rationale for this because that seems like the opposite of what i would do yeah, well, you got to trade one of them, or or you have to wait and see. Um, I would think Pool, but only just because Draymond is still like a part of the like a big part of the big three. But I think at this point, Jordan Pool is. I think at this point, Jordan Pool is much more important to that organization than Draymond Green. Draymond Green was yeah. an absolute liability last year. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think offensively, but I, I think maybe even defensively, even defensively, and, and, he was not great. I think I think he's I think at this point his defensive reputation precedes him and like it gives him a little more slack than he actually should get. Um, yeah, because I just I I don't think he was even that great defensively last year. I think he made a lot of. I feel like I remember him like fouling out of. Yeah, he in the finals I think he fouled out of like two of the first three games like very early because he's like mm-hmm. he can't defend anybody anymore because he's old old and kind of washed <laughs> yeah um, i think they're, they're probably gonna wait and see what 
how he sort of comes out the gate. And I think if he, I mean, offensively, he's not where he was, you know, back in 2016. Like, he's just not, right? Like, in Game 7, 2016, he, I think, was the leading scorer for the Warriors, and that's just not him anymore. He's kind of like a little bit kind of like um, Ben Simmons, except nobody really says anything about him, about him not being scared to shoot or always passing up an easy, you know, an easy bucket for it. Um, But I do think it'd be interesting to see how they come out and how he comes out defensively this season. And if he's not there uh, and they haven't fixed it and there's still some rifts, they probably do trade. The other thing you got to remember, too, is he's kind of old and washed and he's out here publicly campaigning that he deserves a max contract. Mm-hmm. Get the yeah, fuck out of doing here this. For that. <laughs> like you didn't deserve a max contract based on your plate, regardless. The only yeah. place that was going to give you anything even remotely close is Golden State because they are specifically tailored in a way. Like Draymond is great in Golden State. I think he is. If you put him anywhere else, he's immediately like not even useful. Like I, mm-hmm. I think they they have they have such a chemistry and they have. Draymond fits into what they try to do um, so well that, like, I don't think Draymond's skill set transfers to a, to another more traditional team. Um, I just don't think it's all that useful. And, and I think its usefulness is waning uh, for the, the Golden State Warriors also. Um, I had somebody tell me, it's like, it, they, gave, they gave Draymond Green, I think, yeah, Draymond Green had a max before this one, um, if I'm not mistaken. But, like... Is there any is there any world where up until, you know, two years ago or whenever this happened, before before Ben Simmons fucking forgot how to play basketball, mm-hmm. is there any situation in which you think you would have rather had Draymond Green than Ben Simmons? Because they did basically the no. same thing. I mean, yeah. Ben Simmons was a traditional point, I guess, but like mm-hmm. ultimately their role was the same. Ben Simmons was like, I'll come down, I'll play make. I'll get rebounds. I can I can play down low, um, but I'm not shooting. I'm not here to score. You know what I mean? Like that. They mm-hmm. played similar roles, and I don't think Draymond has ever been better than Ben Simmons at any of it. Other no. uh, well, other than now, where Ben Simmons is like broken. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. Ben Simmons literally looked like the monsters came and stole his his put it into the <laughs> fucking basketball. Have, it, have you seen yeah, the just... clips of Ben Simmons in shooting practice? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You saw the one where it hit Kyrie in the face and Kyrie just threw it straight back because he knew it was Ben Simmons. She killed yeah. me. Yeah. I remember he's out in the, in like the, they're like having like that community. Um, oh, yeah. And he like turns his little fadeaway fucking airballs it. He just airballs it. Except it's like, it's 12, 12 miles per hour wind out here. That's why. <laughs> oh, it's man. like, no. Nah. I don't think so. I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, I just kind of, I hate that. I, I just kind of wish that they would, the season would start just to get Ben Simmons going, just so that I. A, as I do, that's what, you know, you, you feel bad for him, just as bad as you could feel for, like, a multi-multi-millionaire. Yeah. But just to be like, no, I mean, like, it, just to, and also just to see myself be like, it can't be that bad, can it? And then, you know, I get, but I guess we'll see in a couple it's weeks. It's like when Markel Fultz, uh, like, completely, like, couldn't shoot anymore, and they, like, oh, doctors yeah. are like, there's nothing wrong. We can't, we can't find it. And I think they eventually, they, they landed on that it was, like, some weird nerve issue. But even that, at that point, they might have just been looking for, a, like, a placebo. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, it was this crazy nerve issue, and they just fucking, they gave him a little, like, gas to go under for the surgery and then don't do anything. Pull him back mm-hmm. out. They're like, hey, all done. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, it's it's just weird whenever something like that happens. My, my dad was, me and my dad were actually just talking about this the other day, kind of in the NFL, which is that he goes, I used to joke 
and because pe- people would say like, you know, a, a guy who's been good for like five or six years, and then like three three straight games in the NFL, they're bad, and everybody's like, oh, this guy sucks, blah blah blah, and he'd be like, mm-hmm. what? You think they just forgot how to play basketball or forgot how to play football? And he's like. Kind of seems like it this year. He's like, Carson Wentz just kind of forgot how to play football. Baker Mayfield just kind of forgot how to play. Like, it, right. Russell Wilson just forgot oh, d- how yeah. to play. <laughs> like, like it's weird that, like, all these people have just all of a sudden fell off so drastically. Ben Simmons right. huh, just forgot how to play. Like, I, what is happening? <laughs> like, right. And even, I mean, we haven't seen Dak, but he could be another one, right? Like, where it's like, what? what yeah, the hell? I mean, like, he's got put up. 30 something touchdowns like what the hell or even i mean brady hasn't looked like that high yeah I mean, the brady only person looks awful yeah the only dude that's coming in has it's been in the season been like wow this dude is actually like what we thought has My been boy josh allen yeah oh never mind I'm, oh I'm, who are you gonna say geno smith <laughs> uh, exactly yeah what the hell it's upside down well and then i tweeted out the other day i was like is pete carroll the greatest quarterback coach of all time like have we just been like <laughs> completely ignoring him and then you know and sort of just been <coughs> excuse me thinking that it's um you know russell wilson this whole time when it's been Pete uh, Carroll, the coach on the low yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know p carroll p carroll's out here letting geno smith cook but not russ he was like he's like look i gotta get this man out of here <laughs> <laughs> i'm tired of these god tiktoks yo did you see <laughs> did you see did you see Pete carroll came out and said publicly he's like you know, Drew Locke is, like, right there in the quarterback competition with Geno Smith. And everybody's like, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> like everybody simultaneously was like, look, we understand it's a miracle that you got Geno Smith to play this good. But if you're talking about Drew Locke right now, you need to shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> like, everyone immediately was like, fuck out of here. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Well, like, after seeing Geno Smith now and then seeing Russ with Pete, but not now without Pete, I'm like, Maybe Pete could make Drew Locke into an actual quarterback, right? Like, I'd like to see... Like, I wish there were two Pete Carrolls so I could be like, all right, you go coach <laughs> Drew somewhere else, and then he goes, you know, Gino. Maybe Drew's putting up, like, you know, not insane numbers, but definitely not fucking, you know, Russell Wilson, two and two touchdowns through, like, five games kind of stuff. The one thing that I, I did I did think about was that, like, you remember Gino Smith was, had actually earned the starting job. I can't remember where. And then he got his jaw broke in the locker room by a team. Oh, yeah. Was it the Jets, right? Well, I th- wasn't the Jets where he was at originally? I think so, right? He got his jaw broken because he, like... I don't... I thought, like I thought he got traded. I thought he got traded and then was supposed to be the starter somewhere else. But I could be wrong. Um, let's see. Broken jaw. But, yeah, he got punched. No, you're right. It is. It was the Jets still. But yeah, he got punched, uh, fractured his jaw in two places, and then basically he just never got the chance again. Um, so, like, maybe he's always been better than we thought. Like, because first of all, that's the fucking Jets, bro. <laughs> they're mm-hmm. they're, uh, they're not, you know, a great uh, franchise to try and work it out with. But, like, he was supposed to, like, he was, like, straight up not, not a QB competition. Just like, no, he's the starter, and then <laughs> my man got his shit fucking cracked um <laughs> and you know he lost that forever yeah um but yeah and uh so maybe maybe gino smith's always been good it just never gotten a fair shake i don't know right and this i feel bad when dudes come in and they're like 32 right and they get like just like a, a little bit and you're like wow that guy was good and they fall off because then you go they could have been good that whole time right like there's so many guys that that you know, a little bit right. like uh fitzpatrick 
Right, Ryan exactly. Fitzpatrick. Like if he had been if Ryan Fitzpatrick had been with Pete Carroll, or if he had been with somebody like Bel- Belichick, right? Like these dudes, you know, maybe Brady Brady's talent has been you know, he's got the talent, right? But he's been able to do seven Super Bowls because he was put in the right place. Whereas if he had been in a more conventional coach or you know team situation, he might have only had like two or three, right? Right. So yeah, could be. Um, yeah, uh, it is a bizarre world. I mean, like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen both both uh, you know maintaining their spot on a leaderboard. Oh, Patrick but Mahomes, like, yeah, yeah. But like every everybody else, Derek Carr looks awful. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? I mean, I guess that that, I, that was before the most recent game, but even still, like he he Wentz doesn't look like terrible. he's the reason they're doing great. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um. But yeah, man, it's just it's just weird. People just forgetting how to do the thing they've done their entire life. It seems. <laughs> and then Cooper Rush and Daniel Jones are actually playing some good ball. Who would have thought? Dan, Daniel Jones. I don't know. Dan, Daniel Jones is. I'm still on the fence. Uh, like he. I mean, like they're they're. They're doing well, but I don't. I don't think Daniel Jones is playing particularly well. But that, I, you know what? I think Daniel Jones and Cooper Rush are contemporaries, which is to say that I think Cooper Rush is probably a mid to bottom tier starter yeah. at this point. Um, th- th- yeah, I, I think, uh, and that's probably Daniel Jones too. Um, or, or <clears throat> they can both be very capable backups. You know how yeah. like. Maybe Man, the I guess, teams around them are pretty good. That they're the, like they're just kind of. But even still, like much. they don't. I mean, I honestly, I think more Cooper Rush and Daniel Jones. I think Cooper Rush has shown like some, like there there are straight up some things at QB that I think Cooper Rush is better at um, than than Dak. But like over overall package, I still think it's Dak, and and yeah. I say that as someone who thinks Dak is overrated. But like I, I still think Dak's better. But like I think there's some flashes of stuff with with Cooper. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> what Monty Jones was talking about, he's like, there are no good backup quarterbacks. Like, I'm not sure what happened where, like, because he, he mentions, like, an old Bills team, like, back in the 90s. And mm-hmm. it was like, you could count on their starting quarterback to be hurt, like, probably three or four games a year, every year. And they had mm-hmm. a backup that could come in and win those three or four games every fucking time. Like, not... Yeah. He, I mean, he wasn't like you know, he he wasn't a starter level quarterback, but he was a backup quarterback that was like one hundred percent competent and with a change of the game plan could still win you the game. And that's like not yeah. a thing anymore. Like when quarterbacks get hurt now, you're just like, well, fucking taking losses. And I mean, that's what I thought after Dak went down. For I was sure, like, oh, fuck, that's it. <laughs> Season's over. All right, now, great. Because it now is gonna... most of the time. Remember yeah. when he got hurt and had fucking Andy Dalton in. I mean, we yeah. won one or two, but I, I, I think, but like, yeah, it, and then it, R- Romo went down in 2015, and then they went four and twelve. Yeah, right. it, it was, fucking, it's just was, not the case anymore. But we, Matt we lucked Castle? out this time. Yo, fucking Matt Castle. Was it Matt Castle in 2015? God, Christ. I don't know. Um, I would say probably the last backup that was worth a fuck that actually, you know, was like came in and we were like, wow, this guy's actually capable. Was probably. Nick Foles in, on the 2017 Eagles team? Like yeah, the one that probably. came in, you're like, wow, this guy's actually playing, like, not as good as Wentz was, because Wentz was MVP up until that point, but definitely good enough to win a Super Bowl, right? Like, definitely good enough to be, like, you know, like, um, like a Geno Smith now, or uh, even a Kirk, a, a Kirk Cousins now, right? Like, not a guy who's, like, a Brady or a Josh Allen or a Mahomes, but still pretty good, right? 
Isn't it crazy yeah, think... that a guy that should still be well in his prime, uh, age-wise, in 2017 was a MVP like candidate, and now is like bottom five quarterback in the league in Carson Wentz? Like, my man is awful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's so bad. What happened, bro? Ass. Oh man. Yeah. I'm I, also, Jalen Hurts was not expecting him to pop off like he is. I mean, they're, yeah. They're so. Great. The thing that, that that I was like, I had him as like my MVP like for the season so far. Mm-hmm. He only has four passing touchdowns. I know he's rushing a lot, but yeah. that doesn't. I don't know. I can't like. So if this flash, if this pans out, if he does win MVP, he'll win MVP with four times four, like seventeen passing touchdowns. I know that's not gonna. It's gonna be more because he's gonna. I mean, there's no way. But yeah. like, that it's weird. would be <laughs> weird, right? Exactly. So yeah. like, he they're winning with him and they're winning because of him. But still, but in like, a very different way than anything yeah. else we're dealing with. So, yeah, I mean, exactly. hell, even Lamar is doing better than that. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and people exactly, like to yeah. point to him as being like a just a running quarterback. Yeah. Um, also, there Lamar like Jackson's a, been great this year, but he's been great too. And I think that he they got fucked over a couple. I think when they were two and two, I think the two losses they had only been trailing for like ten seconds or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. So it happens. Yeah, so uh, Draymond punching uh, Jordan Poole in the face. Yeah, let us to the NFL. Let us do the uh, you know one quarter of the way through NFL recap. Yeah, but uh, so and then the last thing, just super quick that we're gonna talk yeah. about, and I didn't know this until I read it on here, and I'm super disappointed because now I feel like this movie's gonna be terrible. Um, is that uh, Blade has been put on hold while they look for a new director? Yeah, um, maybe this um, isn't the death knoll that I think it is. Maybe maybe this movie could come out and be perfectly fine. But I just feel like anytime you start a movie and you have to pause it because some shit went down, um, not a good sign. Things things yeah. are going poorly. Yeah, it's it's not great, but I I do think I forget who it was. I think it was um somebody on Twitter said that this is good. Well, I mean it is because it means the movies you know they're they're not going to move forward with something that's subpar, or at least what they think is subpar. Right. But what they said was that, you know, in years past, in, in previous sort of Hollywood times, even in the early 2010s or even the 2000s, was that if a movie was into this kind of situation, they'd be like, oh, the script is incomplete. Fuck it. Just start shooting. They just they would just literally start the production and then cobble the script together as they like filmed stuff. Ooh. Like literally Iron Man 1 is kind of a miracle because that's how they started. They, the script really? was not complete when they started Iron Man 1. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they started filming it and they'd be like, well, I'm sure they had like, you know, well, that scene's going to have that. But the this, this specific script that they had for it, they just didn't have anything. And right. if you go to the credits of Iron Man 1, I think there's like five credited writers, maybe five yeah. or six. I think so. It was pretty much cobbled together, you know, as they were writing it. So I think in previous times they would have done that, because but then there have been plenty of movies where they had happened, and the movie was just like ass, right? right. Just just fucking two pack of ass. And so I, I also I imagine with the uh, you know Marvel films being the way they are, and they're all linked together, and everyone's super critical of how they're linked, and and finding all the. All the pieces. If you tried to cobble one together like that, I feel like you just have a bunch of people pointing out every little fucking problem with your movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, maybe even more specifically with Marvel movies, it's less of an option than it normally would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know, it all has to link together. So if it's not working, and like, I'm watching Werewolf by Night, and I'm like, just do this, but with Blade. Like, <laughs> do this it, with Blade and in color. 
That's all you right. need. <laughs> it, like, you know, people, I think, you know, when they get something like Guardians or the Fantastic Four or even Spider-Man a little bit, you sort of go, okay, it's going to be big. It's going to be have huge action sequences. We're going to get, like, planetary shit, right? Yeah. Like, weird aliens and stuff. But for me, I'm like, Blade, I'm like kind of like how we were talking about Deadpool, I think, last week or maybe the week before yeah. or the last episode where we were like... Just put him low level, give him a couple of mid-sized action scenes, give him good dialogue, and I'm set, right? Like, give me yeah. a couple of good vampire looks, a couple of good vampire sequences that, mm-hmm. you know, there's great ones in Blade 1 and 2, and then just give him cool lines. I'm not expecting to change the world with the fucking Blade movie, right? Right, yeah, I'm not reinventing the wheel on this one. Exactly. Like, it, it, it's it's a dude who hunts vampires, right? Yeah. It's not the Fantastic Four. There's no Galactus. It's not even Spider-Man. There's no Sinister Six, right? Yeah. It's just a dude hunting vampires at street level. Maybe you want to make it big and get a big budget. That's fine. But, like, you know, you don't have to be like, oh, I'm Blade, motherfucker. I'm here to fuck you up, Kang. It's like, all right, dude. Like, <laughs> like no. Right. <laughs> yeah. Not for sure. But, so, uh, I'm... I'm more down on it than I was previously, but I'm still holding. Yeah, me too. Hope. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Marvel. Like, right, more than often than not, they're 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 good, but still, right? You're still also like, yeah. yeah. A Marvel movie in this day and age with uh, Marshal Ali, which I, I don't, I usually haven't seen that many of his movies, but I know he's supremely talented. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never heard anything about him being difficult to work with, like I've yeah. heard with Wesley Snipes. So yeah, I, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like if you're a director and you're, you know, and they approach you with this movie, like, look, we're we're just looking for somebody different, blah, 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 whatever reason. Um, but you look at it and you're like, it's Marvel, basically unlimited fucking, but, well, not unlimited, but you know what I mean? Like, you, you're given a lot compared to mm-hmm. what you could be with somebody else. And you have, like, a very good actor with a role that I think he lobbied to play. Yeah. Um, it's got to be a little enticing, right? You have a guy who's, yeah. who wants to be there. Who's for, game, right? He they yeah. didn't they didn't just go, hey man, uh, there's a Brinks truck outside. Come yeah, on. exactly. He came to them, right? Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I'm I'm I like you said, I am down. I'm like you, I am down on it. Mm-hmm. But I do have more hope than it would be if it would if it were at any other studio. Yeah. But I think if they lose, Marshala, that's when I'm like. Oh, bro, if he's gone, I'm like, this shit's garbo, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah, they might as well cancel it. Because I can't imagine anybody who you could cast. Maybe yeah, Trevante also... Rhodes. Maybe. Who? But he's the guy. He was on Mike Tyson in that Mike Tyson show. He was also in Moonlight. He played the old version of the guy. I'm, you might have seen him in other stuff, but he's he's pretty good. And he's, you say he's the guy was? who. Uh, Trevante Rhodes. T R E V. Wait, oh, fuck. Yeah, I've heard of this dude. Um, but I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, but he's the guy who I thought they would get to take over for Black Panther if they ever decide to recast it. Um, but yeah, if they lose him, dude, it's uh, it's not looking good. (laughs) Might as well cancel it. Spooky season if if they (laughs) (laughs) so. Hopefully, they'll find somebody. I I really have no idea who they could find. I mean, I I, you want to get somebody who's established, but then you don't want to get somebody who's just going to be like, no, my way or the highway, but you don't want to get a young guy because yeah. clearly like that's not always the best, especially when you're trying to make something that it hasn't already been cracked. Mm-hmm. So I don't envy Kevin Feige. Um, yeah. But if there's anybody who can pull it off, 
probably Kevin Feige. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. Yes. So, uh, so you know, time to time to make the money. Uh, mm-hmm. Time time to do what you're what you're paid for and known for on yeah. that one. But yeah, uh, that's the episode for this week. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to catch me, you can catch me at T Money Bags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Evercaster92 on Instagram. Uh, if you want to catch the podcast, you can catch us at Diff Animals Pod or email us different animals podcast at gmail.com. As usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we'll catch you next week. Later. Peace. What up?